Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Austin Willman. This is Intro to Extroverts, and today I have a chance to talk with my friend Michael Alexander, who I met at the 10X Growth Conference in Miami just at the beginning of February. Today we talk about some things stepping outside of your comfort zone. Michael shares with us stories about how he moved from Canada down to Boulder, Colorado, started a new venture there, didn't work out for him. So he came back and continues to step outside of his comfort zone and allows fear to motivate him. And some some really cool things that I took away here is how to live more dangerously so you can get more excitement out of your life. What really does motivate him and and if you feel like you're in a box and and you're being contained, kind of how to step out of that box and pursue a life that has more meaning and more excitement and a more remarkable life. So there's some really good stuff in here. Michael is still in Canada and he is a sales manager for uh, for a team that installs security systems. So enjoy. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now as far as like a career, where your life's at and kind of how how you got there. Bring us up to speed. Yeah, so currently I, I manage a sales team for a home security company. Um, on the side, I, I do some, you know, I do some mentoring and stuff on the side as well. So different areas like, you know, I've, I've kind of dabbled into the dating industry a little bit. Um, main source of income right now is definitely just like selling home security systems, managing, teaching guys how to sell. Um, how I got there, I mean, it, it was kind of a long journey. It started, I mean, I've kind of had an interesting journey. That's kind of weave, you know, got me to where I am. I don't know. Have you read The Alchemist at all? Yes, I have. It's an awesome book. Yeah. So I, I you know, I, for a large part, I feel like I kind of, um, you know, I'm living my personal legend, so to speak, quote unquote, every single day, which is which is really fun. Yeah. Um, there's kind of so I, uh, maybe I'll just I, I can kind of give you a run run like I can kind of tell you about this, the progression from you know kind of where I started and where I got. So I grew up in a, a small town up north in Alberta. So there's like 11,000 people. I think it was like 7,000 people at the time. Um, and uh, didn't really fit in a ton. So it was, it was just kind of like, you know, I was there. Um, I didn't, you know, I had some friends, but not a lot. And uh, it, it was kind of a really interesting time. I actually, I was actually like, it was actually at a point where I was, I was so nervous and shy and embarrassed about who I was. Like there, there was a point where somebody even looked at me, like my face would go, beat red and I like hide my head on my desk and um, wow. what ended up happening was in so there, there's a couple kind of key turning points in my life and key key things that happened so one was in uh, I think it was a grade seven or grade eight I was sitting in my math class and somebody somebody like looked at me and or somebody said my name and all of a sudden I felt my face going red and, and my my go-to thing was that you know I'd put my I'd put my head down on my desk and kind of like you know hide a little bit and just, uh -huh. just trying to hide from it and I had this thought, I don't know where it came from, but I had this thought. I'm like, Michael, if you keep doing this, this guy's going to be for the rest of your life. Mm. And uh, in that, in that decision, this is the scariest thing I've ever done up to this point. I'm like, in that moment, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to, I don't know if I can swear in here, but um, you know, I'm, I'm going to sit up and I'm going to, I'm going to face it. You know, so I face, I face that fear. And I know that's something you, you know, you talk about a lot, but I like actually sat up and I'm like, face is red. People are staring at me laughing and I'm just like, well, okay, whatever. And I dealt really? with it. So that was something that kind of got me on this path of like, dude, like continuously like move forward, 
do the hard thing, do the thing that scares you. Mm-hmm. Um, then in grade, yeah, I'm just recording something. Okay. Um, then in grade 11, I walked into my religion 20 class. Mm-hmm. And again, up to this point, I never really, like nothing really made sense to me. Like the typical narrative was like, you know, you go to school, you, you know, whatever you, you get a degree and then you work here 40 years and you retire. And I'm sitting here mm-hmm. like, man, I, like, nothing makes sense. It's just, I don't like this. Right. Sense to me. And, um, like it always felt like most of the people around me, like my teachers and stuff like that, they were telling me this stuff that they didn't even like, you know, they didn't even necessarily like doing. So it always felt sure. like inauthentic. And I ended up, uh, my teacher in religion 20, she still like Buddhism and, and, uh, Plato and Aristotle. And it was the first time in my life where, where something like actually interested me. And I'm like, Holy shit, this is, this is cool. Like this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started diving down like the spiritual rabbit hole. Like I started meditating when I was 16. And then uh, when I was 18, so grade 12, I, I read uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And um, nice. You know, I'm sure Everybody should read that book, book man. The, the Alchemist and Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's, yeah, the two, two books I recommend to most people, man. And, and, and it was just like completely changed my perspective. And, and it was like, holy shit, this is what I want to do with my life. Like something, I, I didn't know what it was, but I'm like, I was something entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. And um it was just kind of this, you know, ended up going to university for engineering. I still didn't know what I wanted to do kind of, or didn't sure. like know how to get there. So I went to school for engineering, didn't work for me, you know, took a, took a semester of open studies and just like, man, I don't, I don't know what I want to do. Um, so I dropped out, started bartending, just like literally did yoga and meditation for like two, three years. And then eventually I got kind of like, it was great. I loved it, but I, you know, I needed something else. So I, Sold all my stuff, moved down to Colorado, tried to build a dating coaching company, didn't work, moved mm. back. Um, and then again, through kind of like living my personal legend. So I was taking the risks where I felt like I needed to take the risks. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I ended up getting back and, you know, kind of serendipities where it was just, you know, I started recruiting and hiring for one company and doing marketing. And then um, that spilled over into, you know, what I'm doing now. And, um, you know, I've been pretty fortunate. I, I started, you know, started making six figures when I was 24. So, I'm, you know, I'm going to my, you know, I'm looking at, uh, you know, doing a pretty sizable, you know, kind of doubling match kind of this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So it's nice. For sure. So I think a couple of things that I noticed there is right away, you said, I, I feel like I never really fit in. I never really fit in the, the small town or the mold that people were trying to put me into. And I think there are mm-hmm. a lot of people who feel that and they don't know what mold they are supposed to fit into. They just know that whatever it is here, it doesn't fit. Do you feel like you felt kind of that, like something doesn't feel right. I need to try something new. Um, do you feel like that's kind of been a, a feeling that's been with you your whole life? Like, yeah, man. for for a large part. And, and I look even say, for example, when I first started uh, working with this company, cause I was just, I was just, you know, I was just a sales guy at first and I never, I never got into the management side of things until uh, a couple of years ago. But even like, say for example, even then I, I still, cause I had a very, you know, maybe not as much now, but I was very like spiritually bent at that time. So I was, uh, you know, I was, um, you know, doing yoga every day, meditating every single day. And I actually ended up doing yoga teacher training um, at one point, but you know, the first couple of years I was, I was, you know, I was out knock like I was I literally knock on doors kind of thing. I was out knocking on doors, and um, a lot of the people around me didn't share these same values of like, you know, wanting to improve, being better. 
you know, so on yeah. and so forth. So it, it was kind of this weird, like even then I didn't feel like it fit in. And mm -hmm. this last year was, was kind of a big turning point for me because what I looked at was I was like, you know, I, I, uh, I've been looking for, basically I've been looking for a certain community of people that I can like kind of fit into that share my certain values. And I was, I was always looking outside myself for, for that community mm -hmm. and that got me so far. So, you know, I think for people who do feel like they don't fit in, it's like, well, go, go try different things, go search, go, go join different clubs, groups, like whatever interests you just go try shit. Mm -hmm. uh, what happened, what switched for me this year was, was like, dude, the only person that's going to make that community is you like, as in me. Like I'm the only person that's going to be able to create that. So this year is, it's very interesting because I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'm in a leadership position. I, I'm literally like molding the environment is like, this is how I want my life to look like. These are the people I want to be surrounded with. Yeah. And I'm able to kind of, yeah, create that for myself. Yeah. So that's, that's really interesting. And I feel like people like, like you said, like go and try different things. I always go back to this like box uh, analogy, like, People don't feel like they fit in this box, so go look for a different box. And once you understand how different environments are structured, then you are more equipped to go and make your own. Do you feel like that's kind of a path that, that you found? Is like, okay, I'm taking different things from here, different things from here, different ideas, concepts, ways of management structure, and then creating your own thing? Or do you feel like that's more of like something that you had to create inside of yourself first and then go out and produce it on your own without the influences. Yeah, I think, I think it's a combination. Like, um, you know, every, everything I've done up to this point, like all the experiences I've had, all the, you know, the different trainings, the different groups I've been a part of organizations, it's all, it's all kind of like coincided and coalesced. And, and, you know, I'm able to take skill sets, say for example, from, from yoga and I'm able mm -hmm. to like, you know, there's weird applications where it's like, I'm able to take you know, what I learned in yoga teacher training and actually like implement that into what I learned or what I do with, you know, with sales and managing my teams. Like I'll, you know, I'll host meditations or, you know, I was at, I was at a, a friend was hosting an event here in, in Edmonton called a, a sea tribe festival. And it's like, it's taking all like, uh, like art technology and kind of like he created this big event and there's like, like he was, there was like fashion shows and like people talking, like talking about like AI and like all sorts of weird, stuff cool. and they had like a, a a meditation scheduled or they had somebody who was going to come and teach meditation so i was like okay i love meditation i'll show up so i showed up there yeah and all of a sudden the, the meditation instructor canceled last minute i'm, I'm looking at him like well dude i like i can do this so i ended yeah. up like meditation right and that that kind of opened up a new <laughs> avenue where it's like okay now, you know i'm going to be reaching out to him this coming year and be like hey dude i, I want to participate again you know and mm -hmm. i you know i want to mm -hmm. add value here so I'm able to, to take what I've previously learned, use those things to add value to whatever I'm, I'm focusing on. And then, and then, you know, from that, I'm able to kind of sculpt the environment. So it's like, I know who I am more because of all the things that I've learned. Yeah. And then I'm just able to take those and kind of use them and learn new skill sets and, you know, kind of mix and match. Yeah. So what, when you moved down to Colorado, what was like something that you were really afraid of, but you, took the action anyway? Was it like, I'm afraid that I won't make friends. I'm afraid that my business might not work out the way I want it to. I'm afraid of what my family is going to say to me if I do this. Like what was the most resistance that you got in your life at that point? 
Yeah, so it's it probably a bit of all of that, dude. I mean, like at, at that point, like I, I actually knew people down there. So I, I had been working with some mentors and coaches, like for for anybody who kind of feels maybe a little bit lost or, or kind of uncertain about what they, like I was like, I think, you know, first thing, go find somebody who can, you know, who can, who can mentor you and, you know, yeah. kind of, kind of off. And so, you know, I, I paid for like a life coach when I was 18 and, wow. you know, that like, I was literally like using student loans and shit. So I ended up like through this kind of, you know, having worked with some mentors and stuff, I knew people who lived in, in Colorado. So we actually, I actually ended up moving to Boulder, which is absolutely amazing place. If you've ever been there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it was so like, I guess there's there a lot of different fears. Like there was like, well, what if, what if it doesn't work out? You know, what if I don't make any money? Um, for me, it's, I'm Canadian. So I'm like, what if I, what if I like can't get a visa? Or I get kicked out of the States forever. Like, yeah. what, if, what are my parents going to think? Like I you know, been out of university for a couple of years and all I've been doing is doing yoga and bartending, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, what are, what are people going to think? Like, you know, am I good enough? Like, I don't know, man, like everything, you know? And, yeah. and I think that for me, you know, kind of what I look to like to look at sometimes is like, what happens if I don't do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. And, and that, that was what scared me because I was, I was, you know, again, I, I, you know, I gained a lot of like value and experience. Like I started bartending. That was what it kind of allowed me to start developing social skills. You know, I was doing the yoga and reading and meditation and stuff. So I was able to kind of develop those, you know, maybe a more spiritual kind of groundedness. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realized if I kept on that path that I was just going to be like, I was literally just going to be this broke fucking yogi dude who like, you know, never takes any risks. And I, I like the place I was bartending at again, it was, it was, it was, it was good, but it was also getting to a point where like, you know, I was looking at the people around me and I could just tell they were, they were like, you know, people have been there for years and hadn't really done anything with their lives. And there's all these like repressed dreams and desires. And I'm sitting there like, there's no Ugh. fucking way I'm in it. Like, and I just, if every time I went there, like I'd walk out depressed because it's, you can, you can feel when you get in that energy, you can start feeling it, you know? Yeah, totally. And I'm just like, nope, this isn't happening. And and it got Mm -hmm. to a point where I'm like, if I don't do this, like I'd rather die than not go try this kind of thing. Yeah. 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 That, that's actually one of the things that, that scared me when I went to this Tony Robbins event, Unleash the Power Within, and that was in November in New York. There were a couple of exercises that really like lit me on fire. And one of them was like, basically look at where you're at now and where your life is right now and the people you hang around and all that kind of stuff. And then imagine yourself in a year from now, if nothing changed, now imagine yourself in five, 10, 20 years, if you literally don't change anything and it just like messed me up. Like I I imagined myself looking in the mirror at myself when I'm 45 and having to tell myself like you didn't take risks, like people still like you, but everybody that you know questions you and they're like, why aren't you more? Like we know you to be more, but since you didn't have the audacity and like the courage to go out and try new things and to push yourself, you're still here, you know, waiting tables or bartending and you're 45 and uh, you have, you know, (laughs) you live with, I don't know, a couple roommates in like an apartment. It was just tearing me up, man. So that's, that's definitely something that I would encourage people to look at. If you're afraid of doing something new right now, 
imagine what would happen if you don't do it and the repercussions of that a year, five years, you know, 20 years in the future, like what would your life look like if you continue doing exactly what you're doing right now? Is that a place where you want to be? If it is, cool. If not, what, what are you afraid of that's holding you back from doing that? So that's really powerful. I like that stuff. Yeah, there, there's a couple things that kind of popped into my mind um, when you said that. And, and I'll talk about one first, and then I want to talk about the other one right after. But the first one is, is um, you know, another way, place to look is, one, what happens if I don't do this? And I think that's incredibly powerful. And the more, the more you can get present to that, the more, like, you know, change doesn't happen because it's, like, nice. You know, like, oh, it'd be nice to do that. Like, yeah, I, it'd be nice for me to you know, fuck, what's in the, it's hard for me to say this because I do most of the stuff that, that would be nice. But the reason I do most of those things is because I look at, I get emotional leverage. I'm like, what's the repercussions if I don't do this? And I get really in touch with that. And like fear drives me a lot, dude. Like fear yeah. drives me a, a lot. Yeah. You know, and I let it. But I, I think a lot of people aren't even willing to look at it. And two, um, you know, another place to look is like, what's the worst thing that can happen? Mm-hmm. You know, so I looked at, I looked at, you know, the, the moving down to Colorado thing. I'm like, well, what's the worst thing that can happen? And I'm like, I go down, I run out of money and I have to hitchhike home or, you know, like, or, or I have to call my mom and dad or, or whatever. To, to, and I was kind of thinking, I'm like, man, it kind of be a fun experience. Like, what if I, what if I just run out of money and I decide to like just hitchhike to fucking Mexico or something and be like, oh, yeah. well, screw it, I'm just going to Mexico. You know, like, <laughs> beg fucking, you know, I actually slept, I slept on, um, I slept on this one dude's garage floor and he didn't even know I was there. Like I basically, like I didn't break into his house, but like a guy was, so, uh, 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 <laughs> it was weird, man. I was, I was the, the, this one guy was watching his friend's house and this, I, I didn't realize at the time, but this guy was gay. So he was actually interested in me. And he offered me to stay in this guy's house. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. And then the, the guy who owned the house had like a nanny cam. So he saw me in the house and he, he called his friend. He's like, what the, what the hell dude? Um, you can't let it sit here. And then I'm like, okay, well, I didn't have any place to say that night. So I literally like, I knew the garage coach. So I just like opened up the garage and sit on the garage floor because there were no cameras in there. Oh my God. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. But like, I always tell people too, don't think of like the, the stress or the pressure you're having now. Like think of the story it's going to tell later. And like, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's helped yeah. me overcome quite a few different things, especially when you travel or you're in an unfamiliar place. Like I went to Europe this past fall and I basically didn't have any plans except to meet two different people like, you know, two and four weeks in, but everything else like transportation, like accommodation, I didn't have any friends over there. And whenever I was put into uncomfortable situations of like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I thought of, okay, this is kind of stressful or this is um, anxiety inducing and I'm a little bit fearful right now, but if I don't do it, like, what am I, like, what am I going to tell my friends or what lessons am I going to be able to teach if I don't do this as opposed to like, how much more interesting will this make me and my, you know, how much more impactful will it make my influence if I do do these things? If I do talk to that person, if I do like do what I have to do sleep on the garage floor, like that stuff the, the stuff that's stressful and that you're scared of doing has the most exciting outcomes, I feel like. And if people are wanting to live more fulfilled lives, I think you, if, if you seek out fear and you seek the things that become attuned to like what makes you uncomfortable and then figure out how to go for it, 
you can produce a remarkable life much faster than if you just waited for things to come along, I think. Yeah, man, I think, I think like, if you really start, like, I don't know if many of you guys follow, like, Elliot Hulse uh, very much, or if, even if you've heard of Elliot Hulse. Um, he's a cool guy that I really look up to. And, he, you know, he talks about, like, especially for men, like, men in particular, I think, especially in our kind of our society, how it's structured, is, like, we're kind of we're kind of just coddled our whole life and we you know like especially in like fucking north american culture like we're just we're just coddled we want to you know we're told to take the easy route like go to school get a nice job like find a girlfriend you know get married have kids and it's like we're, we, we it's just we're in a position where we can have it so easy and we don't have to do anything hard yet what that does that leads to midlife crisis that leads to you know like depression, anxiety, like that's where all that stuff comes from. It's just, we're not, we're not living in touch with who we are. And you know, um, what Elliot Hulse talks about, and it's, it's just resonated with me so strongly. He's like, do something dangerous, mm-hmm. you know, like, like he's like, go to Africa, like volunteer in like some tribal warfare or something, like just do something to like, get, you know, you look at, it's funny because you look at, um, you look at ancient cultures and, and kids like, kids as they were coming in, like young boys as they were coming into adulthood there's there's actually situations like there's one i can think of in particular but you, you always have these like rites of passage and like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And stuff and so what would actually happen in in one tribe that i'm thinking of or one culture that i'm thinking of is the the parent the the fathers would basically like dress up like they pretend they're going on a hunter par- hunting party or something they dress up in like these scary ass shit and they'd come and kidnap the kids oh or all the God. all the young boys that are like all the young boys that are coming of age or the, or whatever. And they take them out and they basically like not feed this kid for like, like he wasn't allowed to have food or water or anything for like three, four days. And you have to remember this kid's used to like rely on a mom and like, you know, mom's feeding whatever, taking care of. And then all of a sudden it's like this kid's so thirsty. And what the men do is they'd actually like cut blood from their palms and put it in a bowl and they, they pass the bowl around the group and all the men would like kind of contribute. And then the, the boy would, would drink the blood and realize that, okay, like nourishment comes from men too. And it was kind of this, like this dangerous, like det- like a way to separate yourself from, you know, especially again, especially for, for, for women or for men, but like a way to separate yourself from the feminine. Mm-hmm. You even look at, I'll give you one more quick analogy here, but you even look at like, say for example, eagles, like when baby eagles reach a certain age, it's like they're supposed to, naturally most eagles will just jump out of the nest and they've never flown before, right? But they just like jump out of the nest and it's like, okay, learn to fly on the way down. Mm -hmm. But what will actually happen in the animal kingdom is if a mother eagle sees that a, a baby eagle isn't jumping out of the nest, the mother eagle will actually push the eagle out of the nest because she realizes if this eagle doesn't learn how to fly, then it's, it's like, it's, it's dead, you know, like yeah. it, it's, it's not going to be able to provide for itself. It's not going to be able to have a family, so on and so forth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same thing with uh, a caterpillar going into a butterfly and coming out of the cocoon. There's something about, and I'm not a, you know, biologist or anything, but there's something about the struggle that the butterfly has to go through to breaking through the cocoon and like, being able to like push its wings and exercise the muscles that like do that, that mm-hmm. if somebody or something helps it or breaks the cocoon for it and it does not have to go through that struggle, it too will die because you know, it, it doesn't have the, the physical strength to be a part of the rest of its life. So there's something to be said about right. doing these hard things and doing them quickly 
something that really stuck out to me at 10x yeah. was Myron Golden and his his little thing after Russell's like second speech or whatever, um, where he was saying, you know, it's not enough that to want a certain amount of money over your lifetime, you have to think of the amount of money that you want and you have to do it faster. So that's kind of for me, yeah. it's like, okay, how can we create these, you know, situations of struggle in our own lives to give ourselves the opportunity to grow as fast as possible? Because if that's the case, you know, you see a, a goal that's a year away. And in the past, you found that if I have a year long goal, there are things that are going to pop up in my life that I will just they will happen to come across my path and they'll be really hard and I'll have to deal with it when it comes as opposed to that and letting yeah. things happen to you, like going forth and like seeking things that are difficult to do and that scare you to overcome those, to bring the goal closer. So when we think about that, what's uh, what's like a next obvious step for you that you know you want to take, but you just haven't taken it yet. Something's holding you back. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's funny that you talked about, so a mentor of mine, he talks about, um, you know, any business idea or anything that you have implemented within two weeks. And I've kind of, I've been taking that on more and more. And I, I guess there, there's a couple different things. So right now I'm just kind of focused on building teams and, and kind of developing that way. But, but I am pushing more to, you know, develop myself more in terms of like social media marketing, understanding that stuff better. Um, potentially a couple different startups I'm looking at. So like, you know, stuff in, there's something in real estate I'm looking at, um, and then potentially, you know, dabbling back into the, the dating coaching industry as well. So there's kind of these, these different avenues and stuff that I'm looking at. So right now, I mean, next obvious step for me is, is, um, I think the biggest thing right now for me is just these little things that I procrastinate on and I'm starting, that's what I'm starting to tackle. Like, you know, my, my freaking watch battery has been dead for like a week or a week and a half or something. It's like, these, what I found is like, well, here's, here's the funny, it, it, it's funny because it seems insignificant. It's like, okay, well, whatever. I just haven't had a chance to, to pop by. But what I found is that when you let these little things slide, it's like, if I let my watch battery slide for a week and a half, what else am I letting slide for a week and a half? You know, when I look at it, it's like, I have all these little, like little ideas or little things I want to implement that just, it's like, okay, well I'll do it tomorrow. Okay. Well I'll do it tomorrow. Or, you know, certain, certain, um, products that I'm trying to go through to, you know, learn a specific skill set. or, you know, there's, there's an ad that I, you know, I had a, I created a video for, um, that I wanted to do an Instagram ad and I just, I haven't done it because I like haven't known how to do Instagram ads. And now I'm like, okay, well do, do the, figure out how to freaking do Instagram ads kind of thing. Right. So it's just like these little things that get like pushed off and, and you know, it's, it's all, it all stems back. Like, you know, I was dating a girl once and you know, she was, she was uh, a couple years older than me and quite a bit more successful than me. And I was like, like, what do you, what do you, you know, she, it was weird cause we were dating and yet she'd kind of like nudge me in the right direction. She was a bit of a mentor to me as well. It's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> but she ended up saying like, Michael, like make sure your house is clean, like clean your fucking house. And uh, if you know, Jordan Peterson, he talks about the same thing. It's like clean your house because once you take care of like that fundamental thing, it's like, you'll, you'll figure out what to do next. You know, I think every, everybody knows what they need to do, but it's just, it's just like, just fucking do it, you know, clean your room, get that <laughs> stuff sorted or start, start sorting, like start sorting the things in your life that, that need to be sorted. And that's, that's kind of where I'm at. It's like taking care of these small things that have just been pushed off for so, so long. Mm -hmm. Um, what it's allowing me to do is execute on the, you know, on the other things that, you know, lead to bigger results. Mm 
important because mm-hmm. you have more peace of mind that things are organized and there's not a bunch of frayed ends in your life that like are going to get in the way of more important things. Yeah, that's good. Okay. So let's, uh, let's get wrapped up here. Is there something that you've looked back throughout your life that is like a quote or a mantra that rings true to you because you've lived it? Like for me, it's no matter where I go, there I am. No matter what industry I apply myself to, like I still have the same limitations until I fix myself. Is there anything like that for you? Yeah. So I'll give you kind of two little snippets. So one is, um, I think everybody knows what they need to do. And like, I, I can just, I can just tell people usually it's like, you know what you need to do. And usually something will pop into their heads. Like, Oh, I've been thinking about doing this and they, that's, mm-hmm. that's the thing. But the another thing is that fear always points true North. Nice. Nice. So whatever it is that you're scared of, that's the thing that you need to do to move your life forward. Yeah. Yeah. I love that dude. Thank you for bringing that one up. (laughs) That's awesome. That's going to be a a great addition to fear hacking. Um, Okay. Well, awesome, dude. I will let you go. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm glad we got this out of the way. That's one of those, uh, one of those things to check off, right. To organize, clean your room, talk with Michael. Always. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Just another list for like two, you know, (laughs) right. (laughs) All right, brother. Well, I appreciate you being here and uh, let's chat soon. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Ciao. All right. Later.